folding pocket. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. Subscribe now so you never miss an episode. Thank you. Hello, it's a very wet Greg James still in my car. Uh, talking about part two of our live show from Mercedes-Benz World, featuring Chloe Grant, Karun Chanduk, Bradley Lord and Sam Ryder. Let's get back into the cinema room at Mercedes-Benz World for part two, which includes Karun uh, giving us his top ten drivers of the year. And, of course, we get Sam Ryder to sing. It's our end of season party. It's part two of the party. Part one, if you've just got onto part two, go back to the first one. It's when we get any sense. No. So we have amazing guests. We've got Bradley Lord from Mercedes. We've got Chloe Grant. We've got Karun Chanduk. We have Sam Ryder. More from them in just a bit. It's our Christmas party as well. We haven't even oh, mentioned oh, it. Oh, we've got some crackers. On every seat, there are crackers. Right, so let's all do it together. At the same we? time. Right, you, do, you, you and Christian do yours. We'll do it. Uh, we'll do All right, um, here we go. Chloe, right. can, can you help me? Everybody ready? Three, two, two one. Hey! Merry Christmas! That was good, wasn't it? Inside one of these is a set of keys to a brand new AMG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, can I tell a joke? Can I tell a cracker joke? Yeah, do it. Shut up! The chorus of no's came from all the Hugh Gills. Right. What's a snowman's favourite game? Who said that? Who said that? What did you say? I spy with my little eye. She's right! So more, more of a quiz than a joke. Yeah, very good. Okay, welcome back to part two, where we will be also, at the end of this episode, be awarding tr a trophy and some hats Ooh. to the people who've done the fastest lap on the sim. What, what does the trophy look like? The trophy says Mercedes-Benz World Champion. Wow! So that you, is you, cool. you will be the only Mercedes World Champion of this year. Okay? <laughs> In GT3, they GT3. won a World Championship. But to be honest, this is better than that. Okay? I just really enjoyed while we were doing that bit the rustles coming from the audience as everyone puts their hats on. <laughs> Ridiculous podcast. Shall, shall we welcome another guest? I think we should. This man changed our lives. He changed <laughs> the mood of a desperately sad, depressed nation. Our happiness was all on your shoulders. <laughs> Sam Ryder. <laughs> Hello, Sam. Sam. Thank you so much for having me. You've made a mistake, I tell you. <laughs> no, I don't think we have. No. S Sam, there's only one way that we can start this segment with you. Can you sing the Formula One theme tune, I'm, a cappella? Hey, I'm just glad that I might be able to contribute something. So yes. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> do, you, can we, do you want to conduct everyone? Everyone to okay. do a sort of. Well, we'll do this together with Sam. Okay. I'm trying to remember, there is some kind of little intro. Is Dun, dun, da, da, dun, and then... This is the high bit. Where's my AMG? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you said that um, that you think we've made a mistake in getting you here. I think you made a mistake replying to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was absolutely amazed that you wanted to be part of this, and because we had a brainstorm a, a few weeks ago, and we said, who who should we get? Who do we want? Do we want someone who's just like loves Formula One? Scraping the barrel, then we? No, 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 <laughs> not at all. And a unanimous call for. Mate. I wonder if Sam Ryder would be up for it. And oh, yeah, as if. And I sent you, I just DM'd you on Instagram and went, do you want to see this thing? You went, yeah, absolutely, oh, mate. Right up a drain pipe back to it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dots didn't even disappear. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, it's mad because you, you've got a Christmas song out, yet you're here I'm more with us. Really? hundred yeah, percent. Um, honestly, it's so lovely to be here. Thanks so much. And you, you know what the sort of music um, industry events circle is like, mm. this is way better. <laughs> and I'm last on the lap times. <laughs> Like, well, actually, they had to turn the page to write my time down. <laughs> you, you had a nice time on The Sims, though. So, talk us through the situation where you look to your right on the grid and you're next to Karun Chanduk. <laughs> it's quite surreal. I was trying to get his attention because he was really in the zone. It was very Alan Parge. Karun! Karun! <laughs> can't hear me. <laughs> like, I sat down and chatted to Chloe straight away and said, The trick is you want to break, but only in a straight line. And now I understand why she's going. Yeah, kind of know that already. <laughs> um, I want to talk about your Efron credentials in a bit and when you sort of caught the bug for the sport, but I, I, I really, really want to talk to you properly about your last few years because take us, take us to that Eurovision night. What, have you, have you, yes. It was, you're a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> I mean, honestly, look what you did. Do you, oh, st- do you feel it? You must feel it from people when you meet them and they just go, oh my God, you, you literally, you did it. You did the thing that no one um, can do. I just get awkward about it. But we, honestly, we had so much fun because I'm, I'm very grateful because I got this opportunity to do music a lot later in my life. I mean, I've been trying since I was 14 years old. It, I don't know, it brought me a lot of joy. So when the offer came, there was no kind of strategic choice of, yeah, but I won't look cool doing it or it will be the, the end of my career. I think, like, to hell with that attitude. I just wanted to be part of something and see behind the scenes of something that I loved so much. Um, and it's similar to Formula One as well, like wanting to see behind that kind of veil of, of getting to watch it on the TV screen. But then going to a race and like being swept up in the atmosphere, smelling the smells and hearing the engines and seeing everyone just so stoked. It's amazing. And we, we're at Silverstone together and we were just literally like little kids. Well, I wanted to talk about this because um, at the end of the British Grand Prix, we were doing several podcasts across the weekend. Greg rushed off as soon as the checker flag waved because Greg gets up very early the following morning to do a lesser important job than Radio <laughs> 1 Breakfast Show. So Greg got, and, and I think it was producer Jimmy said like, See if Sam Ryder would fill in for Greg for the last episode. We're like, that would be funny. And not all, and I'm sure Bradley can testify to this, not all of the celebrities, as Martin Bundles found out, that Legend. go to <laughs> Formula Legend. One races are fans. But we'd seen Sam's enthusiasm throughout the weekend. And we throw the mics up and we get Sam on. And me and Betty just had this moment of looking at each other like, oh my God, he's better at our jobs yeah. than we are. Our jaws just dropped. And we were like, do you know what? Take the mic and just go with it, Sam. So, Reminds me of the 1998 German Grand Prix where, of course, Mickey Hackenham was like, Sam, where's this <laughs> coming from? It was like, Sam, you're a proper fan, aren't you? Oh, don't, please don't test me. That was like maybe 10 seconds we got to chat and I was, it was fine, I was flying. But now, 
there's a lot. <laughs> I'm going to mess this up so bad. No, you well, won't. No, we're not, we're not going to quiz you, but I, I do want to find out where it all did start. For yeah. You. When, what was the first race you watched and thought, this is, um, this is fun? Well, first of all, thanks so much, honestly, you guys for chatting to me after that race. It was the cherry on top of such a magic weekend. And, and it was a wicked race as well, wasn't it? Oh, amazing. Um, such a good race. And for, for me, it all started at that track as well. I remember... Uh, me, my mum, my dad, it sounds like I'm about to sing Vindaloo. <laughs> <laughs> um, please feel free yeah, to yeah. sing Vindaloo. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we'd all go up in my dad's like carpentry van and we'd camp. Remember, like, we'd fold out camping chairs and find somewhere n as close to the chain link fence, fence as we could get. And I'd just be like yelling Damon Hill's name oh. at the top of my lungs. Yeah, it, it all started there and we went as... As kids, I went for many years until I started getting into music. And then, to be honest, it went on the back burner, Formula One, for a long time. I, I kind of, I was on the outskirts of the world. I kind of knew what was going on, but I didn't really come back to it until maybe five-ish years ago. You've sort of touched on it a little bit by sort of describing the smells and the sound mm. and the memories you have. But what is it that you just really love about the sport? Um, I love the strategy and the conniving, to be honest. I think, it, and, and I really, really love how that's becoming more in the open now. I, I, I spoke to some um, people that in, in, in the paddock that had been working in the sport for a long time, and they said back in the day, like going way back, it was a lot more, and I don't know how much of this is true, you guys probably know a lot more than, I don't, I don't know, all of us do, but they would sort of, if, if someone needed tools, they might swat, like lend someone a spanner or something like that. Now there's absolutely none of that. Well, and let's um, check. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's let's go to let's go to Kroon and to and to Bradley. Let's go to, so let's go to Fast and Curious Race Control. Kroon <laughs> Chandlock's there for us. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think you you have to go back some ways. You're talking to the <laughs> 70s and 19, maybe 20. early 80s, and then <laughs> then then as is the way of the world, money came in and everyone got a bit more serious and a bit yeah. more competitive and. Bought more toolboxes, so uh, you know they didn't have to borrow any. Hello, Governor. Got a spanner yeah, 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 borrow yeah. with your cap in hand. Well, what would you say if Red Bull came and wanted to borrow something from your garage? No chance. I know stories where we've run out of carbon fibre and we've gone to another team and they've given it to us so that no. we could make bits. So Which team? It's more of a community. I can't remember who's when I was at Mercedes or at Renault, but oh. Ferrari lent, gave us what they had as spare that we could use. Ferrari um, seemed but like a very much team. when the cameras are off, when Kareen's gone out for dinner already, and the guys are still <laughs> working in the in the garage, then then yeah, there's still a there's still a community there. Okay. But we also put on a good show for the cameras. My uh, my favourite story is um, there was a race with Minardi. Do you remember Minardi? You were yeah. yeah. So uh, Mark Webber got fifth place in his first race in F1 in, in Melbourne. Minardi. Uh, and they had no champagne to celebrate. And all of a sudden, they turned around and all of the other teams were wandering down the paddock with bottles of champagne to their Aww. hospitality so they That's could have a bit of an after party. And Minardi are what is now the AlphaTauri team, and they won nothing ever. Like, so wouldn't have had, they wouldn't have been expecting points ever. Exactly. I remember when AlphaTauri did win in Monza a few years ago, I remember our hospitality team literally sending a box of champagne down to them. Did you send Red Bull a box <laughs> of champagne this season? We actually did in Japan. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, we did. Equally, I mean, Toto and Christian even had a cuddle in Abu Dhabi at the end I of saw the weekend. That. I love the pantomime. I yeah. was, was going to ask you, Sam, about that. You, you know, you're a, you're a joy seeker. 
Mm. By the way, just so that, you know, I'm now in the front row of the audience. You're watching now, I love. Uh, and can I just say, this is a fantastic show. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Visually it's engaging. It's your own podcast. That's it. <laughs> Let me tell you, this podcast is amazing. Oh. But as a joy seeker, like, I love fun things. I love, I love the madness of, of Vegas. Yeah. What did you make of Verstappen kind of being grumpy about it? Because, I, I mean, it's funny, but yeah. I was like, come on, it's, just, it's a laugh. I, the see, race still exists, right? I don't trust it. I, I think that he was stoked, and maybe it was a bit of a... Because, I mean, he was singing Elvis at the end of it. Yeah, was when he, he really won, that mad? When he won, he loved it. Yeah, but I think he knew he was going to win at the same time, because it kind of been a massive shock. So I think he knew he was maybe in for a, another dominant weekend, mm. and he was going to do uh, karaoke Elvis on the radio at the end. But do you think that both things, this is what I believe, that both things can exist? That totally. The madness of a pre-race, all the fireworks and the ma mad bands Think they back have. to Damon Hill and Michael Schumacher, how, how exciting it was to watch those races. That's what we want to see in the race. And I'm, I, I'm sure all of us hope to God next year we're going to be closing that gap. Uh, I'm speaking as if all of us are Mercedes fans. <laughs> <laughs> so it's everyone but one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ferrari in the, I, in the I second row there. I hope you're with us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, but I also, you asked why I love the sport, and of course, it's more than just uh, the conniving and the backstabbing. Big parts, great. But <laughs> it is the strategy, and also, again, like massive Lewis fan as well as uh, you, and I love the way that someone like Lewis, who could very easily sulk and throw his toys out the pram, which I'm sure he's close to doing sometimes, but when you lose with grace, I think it's pretty cool. And I'm sure there's only crew, like there's some things that we don't see as, as fans going on behind the scenes, but I think he's a, a good role model in that respect. I think he's a grown-up. That's the most important yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, as, um, as you were saying before, he's willing to talk about things outside of the paddock, outside of the sport. The, the word travelling circus is used a lot because we, we are with three and odd thousand people who go to all these races and we see each other on the same flights and the same hotels and all the rest of it. And we are quite guilty of living in this bubble where we think the world revolves around what happens in that paddock in this world of F1. And... I think people like Lewis and Sebastian Vettel was another one. Mm. You know, they, they look at issues outside of that bubble. Uh, and frankly, the sport and the world needs role models yeah. like that. Absolutely. 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, he has been absolutely spectacular and I think has proven to all of us, <laughs> beyond any doubt, that he's a full-on <laughs> Formula One fan, as well as being an utter legend who transformed the mood of a nation. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Ryder! Podcast is amazing. Thank you so much for having us. Does anyone have any questions for Sam in the audience? Yeah, let's do that. Oh! oh. Yes, great chant up. Hello. Hello. Come on. Bruce, can I have well, a seat? No, I, I never get to ask professional musicians this, but what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, <laughs> great question. It's, it's now the Formula One feature. <laughs> 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 Before we carry on, you actually have got a Christmas song. I you, do. You've yes. gone for it. You've gone yeah, for the Christmas song. Have, Tell have. us about your Christmas song. I love it. I love Christmas songs. Um, and I felt like it had been a long time since there was a Home Alone 2 soundtrack oh my sounding God. Christmas song. Um, and Greg, I mean, you, you know the pop world. You, you literally live and breathe it. You are the pop world, you know? Am I? He's <laughs> the well, face no, of no, pop. No, in terms, in terms of... I feel that's depressing. Bringing that... <laughs> That's depressing for the pop world. It is a compliment, and I didn't do it justice, but you bring pop music to a lot of people, That's so true. You, you're fully embedded in it. But yeah, that sometimes pop music, or when, they, when it tries to do Christmas songs, 
they try and make them too cool yeah. in a way. Thankfully, I ain't cool. So <laughs> we could just go full on um, Home Alone 2 on it. Can I just, that's, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because there's a debate I've been having with many people for many years that Home Alone 2 is a better film than Home Alone. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, it's not a discussion. It's argue with the wall. size in the audience. It, I mean, it is better. It than is part better. one. Better than one, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's got it's got scale. The budget is bigger. It's in New York. It looks beautiful. You're it's listening amazing. to a Formula One podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, part one. That that whole thing where he's trying to get up the stairs and he keeps slipping and falling down. I mean, there's stairs classic. in two. There's stairs in two. Well, there's, oh, okay. there's, there's only one way to settle this. What is the better Christmas film, ladies and gentlemen? Cheer for Home Alone one. Yay! And ladies and gentlemen, cheer for Home Alone two. I think Home Alone 2 was the winner there. I genuinely think it was. Well, well, we've achieved something tonight, haven't we? Thanks for coming. I enjoyed the Home Alone chat. Yeah, no, me too. Um, I love that you were talking about it as well, Corinne. You were getting really into really it. I feel like you sort of get into everything that, you, uh, that you're a pundit on. I think you really mean every word you say. Would you analyse the two films on the Skypad? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Marv's getting more abused and more beaten up in part two, isn't he? Uh, yeah, listen, I... I you have to get stuck in, don't you? Greg and I started texting each other during the Cricket World Cup because I'm a massive cricket fan, and yeah, as you know, I get fully stuck in. Yeah, um, Karim was really excited to uh, basically slag England off during the World mm. Cup, and um, I, I took great, great pleasure in watching India lose in the final to Australia in India. Sort of that little bastard Oscar Piastri. He took great pleasure. What, 27,000 people liked his tweet as well. No exaggeration. A little shit. I think that brings us nicely on to what, uh, what Karun was, was preparing for us. We were so, so amazed at the reaction from our guests when we said, do you want to come and do this thing? We had Sam Ryder instantly going, yeah, I'll be there, don't worry about it, mate, absolutely. And then we had Karun saying... Okay, I want to talk about this, and I'm going to give you my 10 best drivers of the season. So you've actually got a list for us. On that, Greg, he's actually got about five bits of paper in his back pocket with notes on. Full, full notes. I got very stressed on the, um, when thinking about it this morning, I was, <laughs> I, was, I was standing there, I was painting a shed in my backyard because the sun finally came out. And I thought, oh God, have I stitched myself up here? Because I've got a list of top 10, which everyone's going to disagree with and argue. I'm going to have a whole bunch of people hurling abuse. The 40 people who listen to your podcast, obviously. Uh, uh, um, well, uh, this, this isn't every listener. <laughs> All right, good. This is not, it's not a collection of Steve, the only people who have listened this year. Have you was 45, actually. <laughs> Five couldn't make it. Imagine this was it. This is it. <laughs> oh, but let me tell you this. I'd cancel it. <laughs> this is not viable. And most of them are Christian's family, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I got very stressed and then um, sat, sat in my office for an hour driving a whole bunch of notes before I got in the car. Well, uh, anyway. Karuna's put together his top 10 drivers of the season and I thought this was a great opportunity to turn the podcast into a game show, which I like to do as, as many times as we can. What we should do is you should read out the top 10 so that, yep. we're, that everyone knows what your top 10 is and then we can discuss. So go yep. for it. Right, so Karuna Chandik, your drivers of the season, who's top of the list? Uh, Max Verstappen mm. in first, Fernando Alonso second, Lando Norris, Charles Leclerc, Lewis Hamilton, Alex Albon, Carlos Sainz, Oscar Piastri in eight. He was higher up, but then he wore an Australia shirt at the Abu Dhabi paddock, got demoted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
George Russell, and then controversially, I went for Liam Lawson because it's only four races to judge him on, um, but I thought he did a great job in, in a high-pressure situation. Bradley's just sat there in the front row shaking his head at you. Yeah. Let's he does that a lot. We spend a lot of time on the road arguing. Should we go to Sky Race Control? Let's get Sky Race Control. Bradley Lord's watching. Interesting. <laughs> okay, Bradley, for now, thank you. Um, what, what, what would you have, Bradley? Can't argue with Max. I think Lewis had the fourth quickest car for much of the year and finished third in the World I Championship. I think, Lu uh, Lewis, what will we say? Higher? Higher. Higher. Good. This, you're getting this. Excellent. Right. Lewis, higher then. Is, are we going higher than Charles? Higher than Charles? Yeah. Higher than Lando? Yes. Higher than Fernando? Yes. Ooh, that, well, that, was, that was mixed, Joe. That was mixed. So, we'll so I, I, the way I, I think it's really important to rank it is, or when I try and do these, it's about drivers who get the best out of what they've got, right? And I think um, Fernando, in the early part of the season, did an outstanding job. And, and really, it's quite... Where it gets tricky is the reference is the teammate. Now, Mercedes, and I've said this many times before, I believe have the best driver lineup on the grid. So it's really tough because you're comparing those two against each other at a very high level, with all due respect, but not seeing that in Fernando's case. Um, so, but I still think Fernando, just for what he was able to do, you know, races like Brazil, where he outfoxed uh, Perez towards the end, it's the sort of stuff that, you know, Bradley worked with Fernando in his championship winning years back at Renault, and it, the guy is 42 years old, and you still see the wily old it's incredible. thinking that he does. And I think for me, that, that's what bumped him up. I think Lewis had, he had some incredible highs. I think Mexico, for me, was, was probably one of his best drives. I think, but then you also had races towards the back end, of the, the last three, where it looked like George had the upper hand. You had Qatar, where really was his fault, and, and they had the two Mercedes up at the front. Um, you know, there were races earlier on where George clearly had a, a, a significant advantage, and you never saw that with Fernando. He never got you know, beaten comprehensively by his teammate. So that was that. And then Leclerc, his, his run of form at the end of the season was, was superb. You know, five front row starts um, towards the end of the year. He had some wobbles after the summer break. He sort of came back not so hot, and Sainz clearly came back uh, a bit stronger. But on the whole, I think Leclerc, five poles this year, five podiums. That was a, a cracking effort for, for a car that wasn't great. I'm, I'm still sitting next to Bradley here, and I wonder, just want to be sneaky. You've got to pick one of those drivers to be a Mercedes driver. Who are you picking? Not your two. <laughs> Oh, no, you didn't say that. That aren't already driving a Mercedes. <laughs> Ooh, that's a really mean question. I work with a lot of people that would be delighted to see either Charles or Carlos in the car, um, but not necessarily, possibly more for aesthetic reasons than for their driving. So Fully understandable. I might, I might stick with that, actually, and just make my team members happy. <laughs> Great. Um, the... the the one I thought of when I first saw your list, Karoon, which I thought could have been higher, Alex Albon. Now, mm. audience, what do we think about Alex's position? Stay completely silent if it's about right. If not, shout higher or lower. Higher. 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 It was a lot higher. Agree. Is there a justification that Alex Albon could be higher in that list? Karoon Chandok. I think it's hard to do because we haven't seen him up against an established teammate. So that, that Williams could be... Could, could be as amazing as Alex has shown it be. And if you put Lewis or George or Carlos or Charles, 
then you don't know, right? So really I, I think that's the hardest thing is it's, it's quite tough to judge Alex's season. But you were saying um, Fernando Alonso where he is because of what he's done with the car. Look at yep. what Alex Albon's done and look at where Williams came in the constructors and he scored all of but one point. Yeah, but I think it was different because Fernando was actually, he was fighting for podiums. He was, he was up there, wasn't he? You know, and I think it's, it's different pressure when you're fighting further up. We haven't yet seen that with Alex. His drive in Canada, for example, superb. His biggest um, asset this year seemed to be he out-qualified out where we thought the car's pace should be. And then he just had this trade behind him in like the Yano Trulli sort of way where people just couldn't <laughs> get past him. So he and the team are working well and uh, yeah, he's just a top look and I hope it goes well. He's been a regular on this podcast as well, hasn't he, Greg? One of our absolute favourites. You discussed how many cats he's got. Yeah, we did, yeah. We talk about this a lot, Karun. It's all we talk about. It's got a whole podcast, sort of petting really. zoo, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. very strange. Karun, <laughs> <laughs> you, have a, you have a unique perspective on this, particularly in this room. You're the only person who's driven in a Formula One car in this room. So you know what you're talking about in terms of what these drivers have achieved or what they haven't achieved. Can you... Can you try and describe to us what it's like, please? It's an extraordinary feeling because, you know, when you I'll, I'll never... And that first lap or that first drive you, you do, you'll never forget it. I mean, literally, if I close my eyes now, I can imagine that first lap. Um, I was a test driver uh, at the end of 2007 for Red Bull, and Sh Michael Schumacher was one of my childhood heroes. Um, and I'll, he had come back to do a test for Ferrari that day at the end of 2007. He'd, he'd gone on sabbatical. When I pulled out of the carriage, I was following Michael out of the pit lane. I was just like, this is ridiculous. This is just bonkers. Sam actually um, chuckling over there, Sam, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, and, but, but, you know, but very quickly it goes away because you, you, know, the, you can't be in awe of it. You, have, you're, you're, you want more. You want to go faster. You want to, go, you want to do better. Um, it, it is, there's nothing in the world that can replace that buzz of driving, um, driving a race car. Have you, this might be a stupid question, but have you ever sort of felt a feeling like that buzz that you got when you drove a Formula One car? No, it's impossible. I went to, you know, Ferrari World have this roller coaster in Abu Dhabi, which I think you could see when you see the helicopter shot. And that first acceleration, it's amazing. And wow, you go, but after about two seconds, you go, yeah, it's, it's done. And, and I think the difference in Grand Prix racing is you're in control. You're, you're the one who's trying to get to that edge. You know, you get, uh, you go around a car, like in, in Monaco, where the walls are so close and you sort of go, got away with it again through the swimming pool and things like that. It is such a buzz because you know you've made an input into doing that. It's, you're not just along for the ride. Um, and it's, it's a very satisfying feeling. So a, so a huge part of this then is, is getting over the fact that you're driving a Formula One car. And is that, is that the reason you've put Piastri and Liam Lawson in your list? Because you I think they've, they've obviously they're great racing drivers, but they've managed to settle into the sport really well. I think Oscar's had a superb um, first season. You know, it, you have to keep in mind, he's done a day and a half of testing pre-season with McLaren. You know, think of Lewis probably did 10,000 kilometers before he did his first season. So ultimately that feel you have that you get through your backside and through your hands and your feet to just feel the car moving around and, and, and balance the throttle and balance the, the load you put in the tire. You cannot replicate that still. You, know, it's, it, you have to get that with experience. There's no shortcut for it. Oscar, you know, his weakness has been race pace and in the races Lando has outperformed him, no doubt about it. But in the second half of the year, he's outqualified Lando 8-7 if you look at 
all the sessions, including the, the sprint shootouts, which are pure. So I think um, he, he's, he's been a superb talent, and I'm really excited to see how he goes. You know, without, despite all the piss-taking, I think he, um, he's one of the most exciting talents we've seen. He's, the highs we saw of the Suzuka qualifying, the sprint race in Qatar, it's up there with the highs we saw from a rookie season of Lewis or Max. So exciting. Really exciting. We, we've, we lucked out following him, didn't we, on this podcast. Karun, it's been so great to chat to you. We could, we could chat for hours, but we do have to get out of here before Mercedes-Benz World actually closes. <laughs> but before we wrap up, can we get a favourite moment of the season from... Let's go over to the pit wall, uh, Sam Ryder. Favourite moment, <laughs> favourite moment of the season? Can we off track, um, on track, whatever? I think favourite moment for me is, speaking of Oscar, actually, that sprint race win. I think it was really amazing. I can't imagine how stoked his family were watching that race. And again, in his rookie season, it's magic like that. It makes a season that, you know, as, as amazing as it's been as a fan to like view perfection from Red Bull, essentially, in that domination, to see something like that that brought um, like a, the tear to the eye moment. Chloe, favourite moment of the season? Um, when Lando brought Max's trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Great so moment. Fantastic answer. Great moment. Bradley? I'm really struggling. Um, possibly, actually, when Lewis got given a jacket with lots of himself printed on it, Andy Warhol style, and we managed to get Toto wearing it in the motorhome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Karun? Um, Getting to bed at Vegas after that horrendous Friday night. It was 23 hours. I've never been so happy to get into bed and go to sleep. Um, Crofty's kebab night in Baku is always a highlight, I have to say. You should come to it next year. The Crofty's kebab night. Crofty has this restaurant which you go underground. It sounds a bit dodgy. Sounds a lot uh, dodgy. But he walks in and you should see the staff. They, they treat him like royalty there. And he's like... Oh, he orders I, thought, I thought he made the kebab. No, no, he orders these enormous platters of kebabs. It's very funny. And then we all oh. start singing, lights out and away we go. Oh, <laughs> <so wow>. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, wow. It's Incredible. a very funny night. You guys should come to it next year. It's, I mean, it's, it's always <laughs> Thursday night in Baku. It's Crofty's Kebab Night. <laughs> Sounds amazing. My, I think my favourite moment of the season also happened in Baku. I think it was that one. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, was that where the rocket man crashed onto the circuit? Austria. Oh, it was, was Austria. 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 It was Austria. And the, the, the best <laughs> moment of the season was the US office. Tim, Jim Halpert looked to camera from Oscar Piastri yeah. <laughs> as the rocket man crashed onto the circuit. He just went, ooh. Yeah, that was excellent. But I think uh, on track, Singapore, wasn't it? Singapore was a cracking race. We had, mm. we had last 15, 20 laps. We had no idea who was going to win that race. There's four people in it. Um, that's what we want next year. So if you guys can sort your car out and Ferrari can sort their car out, that's what we have. It's been very, very amiable until that point. Christian, favourite moment of the season? Lando taking the lead into Turn 1 at Silverstone. McLaren's rise this season was fantastic to see them up there, to see this young, exciting talent in Lando who will win races. It's only a matter of time. And the way he went into Turn 1 and hearing the roar of the Silverstone crowd. Mm. I've been fortunate enough to go to a few Grand Prix and I, that's, I think, a little moment of, oh my God, that noise that will stay with me for a long time. Betty? Annoyingly, that was sort of mine, but sort of not. So it was Silverstone and McLaren's success, but it was watching Lando's grandparents when they were watching the whole thing and oh, they yeah. had tears in their eyes and afterwards they were just like, oh my God, I just don't know if we're ever going to see him ever win a Grand Prix. And it was just, but they were so happy for him. It was sad. 
I guess the way I said that sounds quite sad, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just really happy, and it was it was lovely to see yeah, them. Really so sweet. so proud of him. We cannot wait for the new season, and we are hopeful to get invited down to the shakedown again. It'd be quite nice, please. Let's go so back over to Straight Control, Bradley Lords. Bradley, can we come to the shakedown again, please? Yeah. If oh. you're prepared to ruin your Valentine's Day, oh, prepared. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, yeah. I've been married five years. That shit's gone. <laughs> if you don't make it there, you come to the kebab night instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so by the way, everyone, Bella doesn't listen to this podcast. I think you've just as discovered if, that. As if she listened to this. <laughs> so, before we go, we have some awards to give out and some great prizes. Thanks to our friends at Mercedes AMG Patronus. We have some caps to give out to the runners-up of the fastest lap on The Sims that we did it earlier today, and an actual trophy for the winner. Also, Chloe, what's the, you've, got, you've brought some merch. What are we going to throw out as well? Um, it's some polo shirts from basically my merchandise with my uh, sponsors, Laser Tools. Um, and yes, we've got two hats. Got some hats as well. Before we give out Chloe's merch, there's one thing I've spotted, Chloe, if I could be so bold. Is it good for a racing driver to be sponsored by Specsavers? <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you, if you have a big crash. I've had so many of my friends say to me, you should have gone to Specsavers. I've been given the lap times. In... Oh, this is annoying. So, in third place, it's Karoon Chandler. <laughs> Karoon wins a Mercedes cap. No, 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 it, it's simultaneously... He doesn't want it. It's embarrassing for two reasons. It's embarrassing I wasn't first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only XF1 driver in the room. I, I actually think three is worse than sort of six. Do you know what I mean? I think like... Oh, yeah, I would have been 16th. would have been great. And I just thought, oh, I'm crap at these things. I'll be here. Yeah, but that... that oh, that's you, really bad. You, you, you did actually try. That's what, oh, that, that's what that tells me. But your, your, your time was so good. No, so uh, whoever, uh, well, it's not good enough, really. <laughs> not good enough. Fine wow. margins in high-level sport, as we're about to find out. Instead, we're going to give the third place to Kieran Dowler. Kieran, yeah. nice <laughs> Kieran's there. The time, Kieran's time. It's a 130.515. In second place with 129.810. Jennifer Stevens. Jennifer. Wow. Yes. Go on, Jennifer. Now, Epic. just stay there with Jennifer a second. Yeah. Jennifer, can we have a little chat to you? Because I, I spoke to your mum earlier, and she said, she said to me, is Jennifer on the fastest lap? So I went, she might be. Tell us about you, Jennifer. What do you do? Um, so I'm an apprentice mechanic at the moment. One day, maybe, would like to get to F1, but for now, I just stick to playing the game quite a lot. <laughs> nice. Where, where are you an apprentice mechanic? Um, at a Renault garage, like in Waveridge, around the corner. Oh, nice. Okay, so and that's all going. How old are you? Um, seventeen. Seventeen. Same age as Chloe. Yeah. This is the this is the future of motor racing right here. Makes me wish I could be doing the same thing, but. Plenty of time for all that. Have you got a favourite team? You've got a favourite driver? Yeah. Sorry to everyone, Mercedes here, but my favourite is Lando Norris with McLaren. Yes. <laughs> Lando's so popular. The, so the dream the dream is you'll be you'll be. You'll be a Formula One mechanic, you're on that podium one day, and I just feel like it might happen. Also, you're a very, very handy driver. Very handy. And in first place, with an extraordinary lap time of... 1 minute 29.464. It's Aidan Needham. Wow. Aidan, come on down. Oh. Come on down. 
How do you feel? I feel it's all the validation I've ever wanted. Really? <laughs> Where are you going to put it? Uh, I think <laughs> right side of my TV in my living room. Yeah, nice. That's quite good. Um, and then you can watch the F1 and then look at your trophy. Yeah, uh, and if we need any reserve drivers 2024, then... <laughs> uh, Aidan, you know you've won the trophy. Yeah. Would you like to yeah. kiss it, Anne? There we go. Enjoy that. Aiden, everybody. Nice one, Aiden. Congratulations, Jennifer and Kieran, and also Karoon. Well done, Karoon. <laughs> now, I've got one more. Who should I give it to? Uh, your mum. This man here. Oh, oh, I give my mum a cap. Give, give it to your mum. Mum, do you want a cap? Yes, please. There you go. Ashes <laughs> gets a cap, everyone. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry, Sorry. I was going to give it to you. Sorry. Thank you so much to our amazing guests. Bradley Lord, Woo! Chloe Grant, Woo! Sam Ryder, Woo! and Karun Chanduk. Thank you. Thank you for coming to see us at Mercedes-Benz World. Thank you to everyone here for making us feel so welcome. It's been such a treat, and I want to say a massive thank you to producer Jimmy. Woo! Mike Crack! Big shout of Mike Crack um, on the count of three for Jimmy. One, two, three. Mike, Mike Crack! Lovely. <laughs> I've just remembered my absolute highlight of the season. Go on. Oh, go on. Sorry, I've extended your podcast. No, no, no. It's when Simon in Brazil said, We've just been really busy probing Mike Crack <laughs> <laughs> on the grid. Honestly, I got the giggles. I had to walk off the grid. <laughs> They, saw, they were like, you could hear people going, cut away, cut away, because I'd lost, I just lost it. And you suddenly saw some random crowd shots. I was, I'd lo I completely lost. Anyway, so I think we should have one more rendition of the Formula One theme tune. To play us out. To play us out. Jimmy, Sam, can we have the music, Jimmy? Yeah. No, 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 no. We don't need the music. We've got, we've got Sam Ryder. Sam. The music, when we've got Sam. Come in for this. Take us away. Thanks for listening to the Boston and the Curious. We're back very soon. Thank you so much. <laughs> Dun 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 dun. Thank you so much, everybody.